Med Family is a show about a family journeying through medical school with kids and navigating married life. Tag along to see how we got here and where this journey is taking us. Hello, welcome to another week of our podcast, Med Family. I'm Eric Acker, the host with Karen. Hey guys. Uh, we are, okay, of course, a day late. We're probably going to just stop apologizing for this. This is just going to be the norm, I think, for <laughs> the next few days, but... We are um, just kind of wanted to give another update of what we're working on as far as getting towards residency, getting towards North Carolina, and then just do the part two of our um, rank Rank order list. list. So we, I'm trying to think of what we, we, there's been a lot going on in the last week or so. Um, Namely, Karen uh, opened the door, a, a little crack for me to get a riding lawnmower and I just barged through like the Kool-Aid man and I now have <laughs> a project. <laughs> um, so we had that go- happen last week. I don't remember when, but we, we ended up getting a, a project riding lawnmower. And then we had our walkthrough of our house with the property management group that's currently overseeing our house. And uh, that went well. Nothing too surprising out of that. Let's see. What else did we have? We, we've been finding that what you, you kind of smiled there for. Oh, the walk. I don't think we did the walkthrough with the house. We did the inspection and then we did. Um, this house. Oh. The, the house that we're currently residing I was in. like, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So um, our current home, um, this, this last weekend, we had people come walk through and tell us what we need to fix, which we had most of the stuff already on our list. Um, yeah. And just kind of, and our house is now rented out. So there is somebody coming in right after us. Yeah. So <laughs> we need to make sure we're out of the house, of course, on time, but it's also nice because then we don't have to worry about more showings where we have to try to find something to do with all the kids for a few hours outside of the house and to give them time to tour and make sure the house is spotless. So I'm just kind of glad that that's over and done with. That was kind of nice one one weekend, and it was all over. So that was kind of nice. Um, what else? Oh, we my first time I think I've had to we've had to leave church early because our baby uh, Evie it decided to just vomit all over me. So uh, <laughs> just covered in vomit or baby puke or whatever it is, and that. Uh, you know, I, you, usually you try to be prepared as a parent for all the things that you might need, and I generally don't think that I'm going to get vomited on, so I don't generally bring a change of shirt. So we we had to we almost made it through most of the church service, so we had to leave a little bit early. But um, I think the people in, behind us and in front of us had a good laugh. Yeah, yeah. So we we did go through a little sickness, mostly just colds, but. Um, kind of wiped us out a little bit this week. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that, I mean, it's not, we're, as usual, just picking up and doing our checklist for the, the program, uh, just kind of trying to work through that as best as we can. Still waiting for ECFMG to do their work, the school to do theirs. So everything's kind of going, but, you know. It's just it, lots of little <laughs> things that add on top of each other that, 
we're just working down different checklists. Yeah, the gen- general flow of the day is wake up, try to get something done in the morning. I, I'll do some DoorDash, and then the afternoon work on a project, whether that's the wall, or that's the landscaping around the house, or if that's something different, just do that. And then evening, you know, just spend time with the family. Sometimes it's like tonight we had some friends over to watch Ted Lasso. So, uh, you know, try to do a few things here and there. Uh, that's trying to kind of keep it going because we have about 35 or so days until we have to be out of the house. And so you can only move so much until like you will drastically inconvenience yourself on your living. Like we can pack up a lot of stuff, but like if you pack up the beds, like you obviously still have 30 days of wanting to sleep on a bed. You can pack up you know, your clothes and you, you want to wear your clothes. So there's like, we, you hit little points where it's like, I can't pack up anymore until like, we're actually going to move out in like 48 hours. So we're getting closer to that point. We're not there yet, but we're getting closer to that point. So anything else you want to add? No, not really. I had to wake up Karen and to do this podcast. So we're, we're getting Karen. That's, half asleep (laughs) (laughs) we've had uh, a lot of very late nights and then a lot of um interesting sleep because of various sicknesses and whatnot so i'm a little i'm a little worn out but um to be fair karen woke up and was like we had to record a podcast and i was like do we have to tonight (laughs) she's like i said so on on instagram like okay so really it's karen that woke up and was like let's do this and yeah um, so we, let's just, ahead. yeah, let's just go get on with, um, part two of our match list. Um, last time we ended with Wellstar, I believe. Yeah, we, we ended with Wellstar and, um, that was number five on our list. So we ended with that. I think we covered it pretty well. So and just as a quick recap, we had, uh, Creighton Air- University, Arizona, number one. Campbell University, North Carolina, number two, which is where I matched. Uh, Magnolia in Mississippi, Corinth, Mississippi. That was number three. Dignity Health, Arizona, number four. And then we ended with Wellstar in Marietta, Georgia, or Kennestone, um, which is like just north of Atlanta. Um, so now we get to number six. And again, I just want to reiterate, like, we had reasons for putting everybody where we put them, and we had, I think we were overall going to be pretty happy if we ended up with any of these 10 um, programs. So, like, even if a program isn't ranked number 10, it was, didn't mean that we thought they were just an absolute awful program. It just meant that they just, maybe there was just something that we were looking for that they didn't have and that other programs did have. So, like, we're not trying to, we're going to try to be, put a little bit of a spot, positive spin on this as much as we can and not drag any, we're not trying to drag anybody. No, but I, I think it's useful to know kind of how other people ranked and why, because as you're ranking your list and your, uh, your programs, just kind of picking, knowing why you're picking what you're picking. Because some, sometimes it's a gut thing. Like, I think, I think Creighton, was Eric's number one um, even before he interviewed there. Whereas um, Magnolia was not within our top three until after the interview. 
And so you kind of have what you think you are most interested in. And then as you interview, um, that changes. And it is interesting because, I mean, obviously you try and do as much, we tried to do as much research into programs as we were applying because we didn't want to apply to a program that we didn't want to go to, obviously. But there are so many programs, there's no way that you can research absolutely every single one. And earlier in the process of our interviews, like we were, I, we were doing so much better research into programs than towards the end and because we just, you run out of time. <laughs> so you make the best decisions on what information you have. Um, <clears throat> so the programs six and seven are, I believe, our Michigan programs, correct? Yes, that's uh, number six is Ascension Genesis. Mm-hmm. And then number uh, seven would be Leviona, I believe. I'm pronouncing that correctly. Uh, Leviona, both Michigan, kind of Grand Blanc, Leviona, different, like, kind of cities outside of Detroit. So they're pretty close to Detroit, Michigan. So I think these kind of ended up more in the middle because of the area. It wasn't necessarily someplace we preferred to live. <laughs> well, Eric, I, I do have family there, so that was kind of a plus. Like, ooh, I could be close to some extended family. But go ahead, sorry. Yeah, it's some extended family, but it, I mean, more uncles and cousins than immediate family. So some of the programs that we ranked higher were driving distance to Eric's parents and theoretically, <laughs> at some point, my parents, um, versus cousins that, or aunts and uncles that I think I've maybe only met once. And Eric, I mean, it's not family that we see on a regular basis. The The other um, plus to Michigan programs is one of the doctors that Eric used to work for. He works, he's contracted with one of the... I believe Liviona. Yeah, he's contracted he, with one he, of the At hospitals. least he sees patients at at Liviona quite a bit. And then I think his wife is uh, works at an anesthesia. Not, she's not an anesthesia, like a nurse anesthetician or something like that. Uh, she works at, I believe, Ascension Genesis. So they they were very familiar and they recommended both hospitals pretty highly. Yeah. So theoretically, if we would have matched either of those programs, we would have been able to kind of tap that resource and be like, hey, where's a good place to live? Where is a not so good place to live, um, but <laughs> it, and you know it's kind of funny because when we were talking about it, um, <clears throat> we were originally from Washington, so four seasons, a lot of rain, <laughs> beautiful summers, um, beautiful area, very temperate climate. Yeah, but then we went to the island, and then we came to Georgia, and so the last four years we've had summer, a lot of yeah, summer. Maybe a, a, t- a hint of fall. <laughs> so I was just like, that would be a really big change to go to Michigan and have snow. <laughs> and I'm not sure how we're going to handle that because I'm already um, cold when cold it's 60, it 65 <laughs> degrees and Karen's putting on sweaters. With us, we we've become those people. I know it's so sad because we weren't we weren't those people. But anyways. Um, mm. Nothing really wrong with either of those programs. It was just, oh, that might be a little bit harder of a move. 
Well, so let's break it down to kind of the same similar vein that okay. we did last time. Like, what was your, like, why would you put them here? And then I'll explain what um, what I found. So, I think these two were some of your earlier interviews, and we didn't have as good notes on these hospitals. Um, <clears throat> I think broken down for me, it was just going to be a harder move, and I felt like it was going to be a harder transition for the kids. I didn't necessarily know as much about these programs. Um, I just kind of gauged it off of your excitement where you had more excitement about other programs. Um, but when I, I don't remember which Michigan, it's really difficult because I believe these were two of the earlier interviews and I believe they were back to back. They were basically like a couple of days apart. Yeah. And so when I remember when we were ranking them, we weren't sh- sure at be- the beginning which one was which <laughs> because all the other ones, we could be like, oh, well, that was Mississippi or that was... Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like, that was our Mississippi one. That's our Creighton one. That's North Carolina. Like, uh, very different. Yeah, whereas these two um, were fairly similar. I know the one edged out the other because of um, program director. Yeah. But th- that was really it. There was nothing necessarily wrong with either program that I, that you came away with. It was just, I think you were excited about other programs. Yeah. And they take about, so for my part, they take about 13 residents per year. It seems about, about 13, um, at least, at least the 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 one Ascension Genesis took about thirteen a year, and it, like Karen said, it was one of my first few interviews. I didn't know quite the right questions to ask. I didn't have the best notes on these two, and so I had to go back and relook at the notes. And then we did a meet and greet with um, I believe Leviona uh, over Zoom with some of the residents and. That kind of helped uh, solidify, I think, their po- where they were at in the rank. It also helped clear my mind of like which one was which. Um, not that one was like very different, but um, so Genesis, uh, they do have a fellowship associated with them, uh, but they are a community program. It's a, a slightly smaller hospital, um, so. So they have a cardiology fellowship associated with them, which is what I was mostly interested in. Um, and I liked a lot of things about it. Honestly, like I, I think this was like maybe my third, second or third interview. And I definitely walked away from it thinking like they were very impressive. They were really good. Um, I liked a lot of what they said. I liked a lot, a lot uh, the conversation. I felt like I did a little bit better job on the interview. Uh, just whether or not um, I asked all the right questions I really wanted to is another question, another matter. But uh, I also really liked the program director because she was very nice, very personable, and she seemed like she was very interested in in her residents uh, having family and family life and having a good work-life balance. So there was a lot of that was like, I, I got the feeling that if I ended up at this place, she would make sure that I was me and my family would be taken care of. And I, again, not that we were going to get special favors or anything like that, but that she would take an interest in our family. We would have a community immediately. Cause I think there are some programs, not that anyone I met, but I think out abstractly, there are some programs out there that are more, Hey, you do your work and 
we really don't want to hear about your family. We think your family is a deterrent or a detriment to your medical education. So having a program that's seen as a bit of an asset was always nice. And very nice program director, very nice um, faculty that I remember talking to. Like uh, All around, everything was pretty good on this one. Uh, again, with the cardiology fellowship. Um, but it was a community hospital. And like Karen said, it wasn't a an area that we had had family, but it was going to be a bit of a move, and um, we weren't totally sold on that idea. So um, again, it made it into the mid. It was in our mid tier. Like we had the top tier, we had the mid tier, and it really kind of was a struggle to figure out where these ended up. Genesis, I did move up to the sixth position. Um, it was in the seventh, but I think that was because of an identity issue where I didn't know which one was which. I was trying to remember the program with the program director that I really liked, and um, I eventually figured it out. Uh, Leviona, a lot of good things about it as well. They they don't have the cardiology fellowship, and um, but say but they do have a good record of matching people into fellowships. So that was a um, a plus on them. I was like. I may not have a cardiology fellowship I can immediately, you know, work work with and get to know, but they have a good track record of matching people, just kind of like Wellstar. Um, but the I think, the unfortunately, the, the resident meet and greet kind of, uh, to me, it kind of hurt a little bit because I kept getting this impression from the residents that it was an older community, which is fine. Like internal medicine's mostly older people. Um, but they were almost kind of complaining that all they have is very old people all the time, old, old, old. And they, none of the residents, they didn't seem particularly thrilled with a lot of this stuff. And they kind of talked a little about some of their electives not being what they wanted it to be, mentioning that there were some changes down the road or some changes that were going to happen. So, like again, looked like a solid program kind of felt like it was definitely still in our mid-tier. We would definitely be happy if we ended up going there. Uh, just, I don't know, that, some of that made me a little nervous enough to kind of go, well, that program that had the program director I really liked had the cardiology fellowship that, I think, moved up. Um, and I mean, in all fairness, I think for a while, maybe even it was above Wellstar, for a little bit too. Yeah. We we moved the mid tier around a little bit. Yeah, I think there was the most movement in the mid tier because we just couldn't figure <coughs> out. <clears throat> we we knew with ten interviews we had like a ninety something percent chance of matching, and then you have like a eighty something percent chance of matching your top three. So we figured if we ironed out our top three, then we could play with everything else. But we really weren't sure. Um, <laughs> We spent so much time making sure that our top three were our top three that we really weren't sure where to go. Yeah, with our, everything after everything that. Else. So that that really kind of um, I don't know. I think that's a good cap for the yeah. the mid tier. Now I don't want to say the bottom tier, but this is the the last tier of our our rank order list, and that's uh, South Georgia Medical Center is the first up there on number eight. So this is out in mid. Um, Valdosta, Georgia. So this is the one that Eric actually did go. Um, it went, and they paid for a hotel for him to stay the night. They we went to dinner. They did the tour. Got a swag bag. 
one of the only programs. Well, I guess you got something mailed to you from another program. But, um, <clears throat> so, it was kind of interesting. I wasn't able to go with him on this one because of the kids. But it was interesting talking to him on the phone because he liked all of the people. It was very friendly. Um, liked the program. The only thing about this program is I think it's relatively newer. It is. a. It, it's This is... They had their inaugural class, I think, last year. And so this would be the second class, I believe. Yes. So he liked everybody that he met. Um, but when he was talking, he was just like, I get, I get the feeling that they are a, they're an internal medicine program that focuses on producing internal medicine, primary care or hospitalists, essentially. Like they're good at getting you through your three years of uh, residency. And there's nothing wrong with that if that's what you want to do. But if you want to go into something else, then they would try and work with you, but it didn't seem like they necessarily had as many resources available as other programs that were on our list, which is why they were number eight. Like, we'd be happy to be there. It'd be an easy move. The nice, nice people within the program, but maybe we wouldn't pursue a fellowship or it would be a harder road pursuing that. Yeah, and this was, it was hard to, it was hard to put them at number eight. Um, and mostly because, like, you know, they did invite me to do a second look. They did book a hotel for me to go, you know, stay in a hotel. It was a nice hotel. It wasn't bad. And then they, they got, got us out for dinner one night. Then we, the next day, I think we had um, kind of a breakfast or kind of a lunch thing. And then we toured the entire hospital, looked at the continuity clinic. Like, they did they did a whole, the whole thing. Like, and it was well done. We get to chat with the, I think the CFO or COO of the hospital. We get to talk to a whole bunch of different people, ask a ton of questions, try to get an idea of like, where's the hospital? What's the hospital thinking of the program? What's the hospital planning on doing with this program? What's the hospital planning on doing with other programs? And I think they had like an ED program at the hospital. And, but they, they talked a little bit about possibly moving towards um oh gosh what's the like psychiatry like psychiatry was the other need that really might be needed in the area because uh, valdosta is like southern georgia it kind of serves as a hospital for like southern georgia and the panhandle a little bit of the panhandle of florida so a lot of area to cover a lot of um population that may not be very well off and could sorely need mental health care and other things. So it was kind of interesting that they they were kind of approaching residency programs based off of that. Beautiful town. Like, the town was actually pretty cute, um, if I can say that. Uh, it, he sent me pictures. <coughs> it was very cute. Yeah, it, it, was a, it was a nice area to live. And again, the program director, program um, attendings and everybody, they seemed all nice. They all seemed very friendly, all eager to have us there. Um, so it was really nice to have that opportunity. That was like my first opportunity to do a, a second look. And um, I think the ACP doesn't really recommend second looks for various reasons, but 
Um, this is a relatively new program, and I think they were kind of in the mindset. I don't, I don't, I don't know, so I'm speculating here. The mindset would be is that they're trying to recruit people who may may not otherwise give them a second look, and so they were trying their best to stand out a little bit to get people to pay attention to them, and so they can recruit a good class. So, uh, great, great experience. It was my uh, that second look was my first time. I've I've really. Um, not really, my, not really my first time, I guess I should say. Like, there was a lot of peacocking, is what I like to call it. Is like, it's when people is how is I say I call it peacocking. It's like it's when everyone shows up and they they put on their best um, a performance to try to you know they, they get the the beautiful feathers and everything. They're they're trying to stand out. They're trying to get get noticed. And I saw a lot of like a lot of that going on where it's like it just so artificial so blatantly over the top um like stu- you know medical students talking about how they maybe they they were a, a staunch vegetarian because of the religion but they might be willing to try other things because the medical the program director's wife mentioned possibly eating this one kind of weird fish or something like that and they're like oh i would definitely give that a try it's like you just said that you were a vegetarian my man like you don't you don't gotta do this like you don't have to like go that low so i don't know if that makes any sense but like there was a lot of people really trying to stand out and i think that's um something you're just gonna have and i'd say it's not my first time because i did do an interview at Pacific uh, University, Pacific. I can't remember the name of the place. Now, I was in in Yakima, Washington. I did an interview for medical school out there, and you know, a hundred people packed into an auditorium, and everyone's trying to stand out. It's just, uh, it's pretty, it's pretty intense. Uh, so that's what I kind of experienced a lot on the second look. Is a lot of people really trying to stand out. Plus, it was also a unique experience because during dinner. We got into a discussion about the JFK assassination and some very interesting opinions about what happened and what went on were expressed by various people. And generally speaking, like I, I kind of, I, I am a relatively politically minded person. I do definitely have my political opinions, um, but in the professional realm, I tend to avoid politics <laughs> in any sort of sense because it, it just you know everyone has got their very deeply held beliefs and. In some ways, politics is kind of like a religion, <laughs> and you just really don't want to, you know, shoot yourself in the foot so quickly. Well, I mean, <clears throat> what are you trying to say? <laughs> you try. You're not always successful. I think in avoiding politics, but I think you do a fairly good job of sussing out. Oh yeah, where well, people stand. I guess before, I should. Yeah, you're right. I think I know what you're talking about. Um, you state something. Other opinions you have voiced have not necessarily been politically motivated, just an opinion, but it has turned into a... You thought, you're referring to my neurology Neurology, issues. but then you had you had some good um, political talks with um, your uh, my, surgery yeah. rotation, your... Um, uh, orthos. Yeah. So, ortho bros. <laughs> I, anyway. don't, I don't say that you avoid it all, at all costs. Sometimes you get I, caught I up in it. I avoid it in the sense of like when it's I'm up for a job interview. Oh, of course. Yeah, like... Mm-hmm. <laughs> just try to like in, in interviews in general you really don't have to go to politics yeah but that was an interesting phone call we talked about cons- all sorts of conspiracy theories tonight <laughs> at dinner oh okay that's not what I expected from that but okay yeah. Um, but yeah 
So good program, maybe not necessarily what would best serve us going forward if we wanted to specialize in cardiology. So um, that's why I ended up where it did on the list. Um, All right. So next up, Piedmont-Macon. Piedmont being a large medical group in the area. um, And it's based out of Macon, Georgia. This is, uh, I think, as close to the home program as we can get. Because our home hospital is Houston Hospital, spelled like Houston. Uh, <laughs> but don't pronounce it that don't way. Don't pronounce it that um, way. But, so let's see. Um, you, what, what were your pros on this one? We would not, so... We wouldn't convenience. Have, we may not have to move. Convenience. We wouldn't, we wouldn't have to move. We could buy a house if we wanted to. We wouldn't have to change any insurances or any... I mean, we Eric would obviously get on the insurance, but as far as... Um, the kids, they could stay on their insurance that they currently have and all of that. So, and see all the doctors, um, that they currently have. Um, however, um, we, we wouldn't necessarily want to live in Macon. Yeah. You, Macon is a slightly more gang violence. There place. are good areas. A little bit more crime. Yeah, there are good areas, um, but I think we would probably still stay here, which is in the area that we currently are. It's a if, reasonable commute. Yeah, it's a reasonable commute. Um, yeah, but so, I, I don't know. So part, when we were looking at some of the other programs, um, so like our son is in speech, our other son will probably go into speech as well. Our daughter... Um, we have to drive to just outside of Atlanta, Atlanta for, for all of her eye appointments. Um, and with Eric going into residency, that's uh, difficult to do <laughs> with just just being on me and to some, schedule something out that far and have someone there to help me. So if we were closer to some of those resources, it would be nicer. Um, just on my end. Um, but... It is, I guess, a little bit attractive to stay somewhere close to where we are because it's convenient. Familiar. Yeah, you're, you're familiar, and you still kind of have your Trinity home family that you can, yeah, you can utilize. Yeah, and so for me, as far as this program goes, is on the academic side. Uh, it's not an academic uh, institution, so it's not a university. It's it's uh, you know it's a community program. Um, so. I mean, how do I approach this? I, I guess I'll approach it chronologically. So it is as close to the home program we got. Um, but they, they, so they had a relatively bad reputation kind of starting the process. Uh, they had historically a low board pass rate. And I believe that's been fixed or that is turning around. So they already kind of had that, that kind of reputation going on. Um, now, a few Trinity's um, alumni have uh, attended that program and graduated and their attendings within the program, uh, and they've been uh, involved in some of the education um, portions of our core rotations. Great people, very nice. So uh, there's a, definitely a part of you that like, oh, there's already alumni here. There's people that kind of advocate for you uh, to get into the program. So it's like, it would be an opportunity to kind of continue that and that keeps the door open for future students to kind of end up in the program as well. 
Um, so that's all some good things. So I, I, that's kind of my thought process going into the interview. Uh, the interview was okay. I wouldn't say I was like blown out of the water. It wasn't like um, terrible. It wasn't awful. It was. It wasn't like oh man, this is the best thing. Uh, my my biggest concern was that some of the residents didn't really seem particularly thrilled about certain things. Like there was definitely some attitude towards like not having enough money for food or not, you know, there was some like debate on whether the program was taking, kind of clawing back some of the benefits. Uh, And then there was definitely some rumors about that going on as well, where, oh, they weren't getting access to the physician's lounge anymore. They were getting a stipend, but the stipend wasn't very much. Uh, So there was a little bit of that going on and there's a little bit of hearsay. So I would probably encourage people to try to put that to the side and try to keep an open mind. Um, I don't actually know the answer to any of those questions off the top of my head, but um, what really helped me with this, uh, it really turned around my opinion of this program was the second look, actually. They, they did allow us to do a second look where we basically did morning rounds with the residents, and then we did a tour of the hospital, and then we sat, I think we sat in on didactics for the day, and... Now, during the interview, I didn't really get the impression that the residents were very close to each other. I got the impression that they were kind of doing their own thing. And it was, it was kind of an important thing for me that, that a team of residents, you don't necessarily have to be best friends with everybody in your program, but I would like it to feel like we were a team, that everyone had each other's backs, so that everyone would help each other out. And so I didn't really get that impression in the interview, but during the second look, they definitely had that. Um, so we did, during didactics, they had kind of a charades. Um, I mean, you're not saying the right thing, but it's like, it's like Pictionary, yeah. But it was all medical terms and different medical things. And so they would give you the you know a word or a phrase or a medical condition. You had to try to draw it. It's actually a lot harder than you think, especially when you only have a few seconds to draw. And certainly nerve-wracking. They included us, the medical students, in on it. And it's definitely nerve-wracking because you're going along and it's like they're asking for volunteers and you're like, oh, man, do I volunteer and do it? And they're like, well, everyone's going to have to go. And the longer you wait, the harder it's going to get. It's only going to get harder as we go along. And so you just don't want to be the first med student to, like, completely screw it up and can't, you know, not be able to draw a condition or something, but you know, we, we all made it through. I, I went with a few other Trinity students, and um, yeah, all had a pretty good time. But how the residents behaved during that like, they were really into it, they were laughing, they were joking with each other, they were still learning, they were um, talking about the conditions after we had gotten the answer. And you definitely got the impression that they actually had a lot of camaraderie, they all, they all got along really well. Um, the fact that they could joke around the way that they were. To me, it was like they, they obviously must be very familiar with each other now because uh, some of those jokes like would land very poorly if you were at odds with somebody, like if you had some beef with some other people. But they were very, very cl- a close-knit group, so that was actually a very big plus. I did walk away from that second look thinking, like, this program is actually not that bad. Like it's a, it, it, made a, it might have had some rough parts in the past, but like they're, they're, they seem to be trying to turn this around. They... It's a community hospital, um, not a lot of great resources totally in the area. So you you do see some interesting acuity. Um, 
They do have an ED program. Uh, so that was another thing that I guess I had heard during my interview that was kind of gave me a little bit of pause. I, at this point in the interview cycle, I was asking about procedures because I want to be able to get my hand. I want, I want to be able to be the doctor that if you ask me to put a line in, I can, do, I can put a central line in. If you ask me to do a certain thing, I can do it. So I do want to get certified. I do want to get my hands involved um, in the care of my patients so that if I do end up at a hospital that doesn't have a lot of resources, I can do what I need to do in order to take care of my patients. So I did ask about, like, hey, what's, what's the opportunities to intubate? What are your opportunities to do, like, IGAs? And some of the, during the interview, some of the residents were basically like, well, you get that during the ICU rotation, but... Um, you're generally with ED residents, and ED residents really want to get that stuff, so they basically kind of edge you out. And then on top of that, the attendings really have to be comfortable and want willing to teach you that. And it, they made it sound like it wasn't very common. It, you like, had to get the right attending like and the, the right stars rotation. had to align for you to have the opportunities. And it's like, well, that doesn't sound really good. Um, and then the, I'm already going to be competing against ED residents to do procedures. That doesn't sound good either. Um, as I, as we progressed, as we went to the second look, uh, they kind of dispelled some of those myths and were like, yeah, no, no, you, you do have those opportunities. You, that some of those things do still exist. Uh, like the attending has to be willing to want to teach it to you and trust you that you can do it. Um, but so this is again, like a, a program I don't want to be too harsh on. Um, definitely, I think the opinion of it was pretty low going into the interview process and, uh, on the outset was actually pretty high. Um, all right. Last one. Number 10, St. Francis Emory, um, healthcare in Columbus, Georgia. <coughs> this one was an interesting one because most of the program's sent an email <laughs> requesting oh, yeah. an interview. Through ERAS, not... Yeah, and Eric got a phone call after taking somebody to the airport. And normally we don't pick up phone calls from people we don't know. Um, but... Get used car warranty <laughs> salespeople. And... But um, I, think, I think he had just gotten off the phone with somebody and he wasn't sh sure... I was dropping my I dropped my sister off. Oh, and I right. wasn't sure if she had tried to call me back because she forgot something or something. So I just answered it. Yeah, and they set up an interview over the phone, which was a different was different. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and then when he, Eric let the school know, because this you let the school know what interviews you get, um, just so the school can kind of track it and potentially possibly help other students in the future. These are these are areas where our students have gotten interviews. It's a good shot, you know, um, as well as where students placed, obviously. Um, but when Eric let the school know that he got this interview, they were very excited because apparently we're, we're one of the first ones that have gotten an, an Emory-affiliated <laughs> program. <clears throat> so I think... Initially going into the interview, we had high hopes for it, but then it has it has the name Emory attached to it. Yes. Emory is like this big, big hospital in the area and big university hospital in Atlanta. Um, 
I think it's as close to the Ivy League you get in the South. Um, and it's kind of known for being kind of a highbrow institution. So um, hearing that I had an interview at a program that had the name Emory in it made me pretty excited. Like this, you know, that could be a big deal breaker. Um Obviously, like if you have named Emory in my mind, like you, <laughs> you're going to get this world class. It is great education. You're going to, um, and then when you go to apply, people are going to see that, and so that might open other doors for you. So, uh, I was thinking this would probably be a great opportunity. Um, I, I don't want to make this sound like it's kind of a letdown here, but so during the interview, I did ask about the affiliation. And they essentially said that, well, the closest that they do as far as uh, working with Emory in Atlanta is that they do like grand rounds like once a week or so, a virtually grand, virtual grand rounds. So it's just like, okay, that's not, you know, that's not the greatest I think I've heard. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, and I think one of the preceptors kind of clarified a little bit more, not not in the interview, but one of the preceptors that Eric yeah. rounded with basically saying... A lot of these programs, when they first get off the ground, they become affiliated with an already known program, and that program basically does all the, the accreditation. Yes, so, so there's a lot already of already set up and everything. Yeah, because there's a lot of programs in Georgia that are affiliated with like Mercer, because Mercer is a university in Central Georgia, and so I believe like there's a program in Savannah that's affiliated with Mercer. There's a few other, I, th- I believe actually. Um, South Georgia Medical Center might even be affiliated with Mercer. So Mercer is really just providing the logistical support for the accreditation because they're they're college. They already do accreditation, so that's not too hard. They already they already have an office of accreditation. Um, whereas these hospitals, these smaller community hospitals, you don't really want to have to pay a whole bunch of staff to handle the accreditation. So you just pay. Mercer to handle the accreditation, and Mercer's happy to take take the money and do that. And so Emory, it seems like, was getting in on this game as well. Emory was basically taking money to do the accreditation for the St. Francis program. Uh, that's not to say the program's not good or anything like that. It's just... Um, so the phone call was different. Um, the response from my, my, progr- uh, from my advisors was uh, definitely intriguing. The interview was odd um so we had to set up these times where we basically logged in and we would do morning report um and like where they would do like a morning lecture and then we would possibly do interviews for a little bit and then i think we were supposed to do afternoon didactics but there happened to be a storm that kind of ran through the area during that time and the power went out and so um, afternoon didactics got kind of scrapped which was kind of great because uh, honestly, like you're, this is not my favorite uh, interview style. So during the morning lecture, the lecture there was a pre-recorded lecture from somebody on a topic. I would have to look at my notes to remember what the topic was. It was an interesting topic, but you're you're you spent all morning kind of getting prepped and ready to go for this interview. You're nervous. Like you want to make a good impression. Like all, all things, you want everything to go well, and on top of that, they're throwing like I'm gonna, they're gonna give you a lecture, and you know, like they don't just give you a lecture for the fun of giving you a lecture. They're gonna ask you questions about it, and sure enough, that's what happened. Like and also, like when you think of like oh, we're gonna do morning didactics. A lot of my experience with morning didactics was from Northeast Georgia, where 
somebody was presenting a case, but they were going through it in a particular way to highlight uh, an organ system, like whether I think it was nephrology when I was there. So we were talking a lot about nephrology and GFR and all those fun things. So, like, and then they would ask questions. They would and try to get people to answer questions, especially medical students. So. Uh, I was definitely nervous that, you know, oh my gosh, I'm going to be thrown into this afternoon didactics and we're going to be asked questions as medical students and, you know, we got to answer or we're going to look stupid or, you know, like you don't want to not answer, but you also don't want to incorrectly answer. So I was glad the afternoon that didactics got cut out. But the entire time lead up to this interview, I'm just nervous about what this means because they're not really giving us a whole lot of information. They're not telling us this is the topic, this is the organ system we're working on. They're just like, just log in. <laughs> so we get this re recorded lecture and then we roll into the interviews. And um, I think every interviewer asked a question about the morning lecture and uh, which is also just kind of like, oh, it's kind of like a mini test, you know. I, and I do appreciate the program director, you know, her explanation was like, well, we talked to a lot of people during the interview cycle, like, and we only take on, I think they take on like eight residents a year or something like that. And they were also a new program. I think they had, uh, last year was their first class as well. So a pretty new program, getting off the ground, and... They, they're like, we interview a lot of people every year or d during this interview cycle, and we don't take everybody, obviously. And so at the very least, we want the, you guys to walk away feeling like you learned something, which is like, okay, I can see the nicety of that. It's kind of a nice idea, but at the same time, I'm stressed out. <laughs> I'm, I, I have, I'm trying to impress during this interview, and I'm getting kind of pimped and... So it was just kind of an interesting experience. And the program director um, had a different uh, atmosphere about her, about how she was, how she handled certain things. And um, I, and this is probably my, my least favorite interview I think I had this season. And I don't know. I, don't, I, I think I got asked, like, why I liked internal medicine. And I, I usually did my whole spiel about how I, I liked certain aspects of surgery, but I decided I didn't like surgery well enough to... Uh, applying to general surgery and so I like internal medicine been looking at cardiology because I like working with my hands I like fixing things I like being doing procedures as much as I can and I think and then internal medicine adds on the intellectual side of things as problem solving so I thought it was best of both worlds and then the program shoots program director shoots back at me like well what about preventative care like so like she asked me what I liked about internal medicine. I gave her my answer, and her turnaround answer response was, "Why don't you Why don't you like preventative medicine?" And it's just like, well, <laughs> like I don't know what you want me to say. Preventative medicine is also very important, but like I'm not in my mind. I'm like I'm not aiming to be primary care. Like I don't really want to have an outpatient clinic. Every all my experiences has basically led me to think that. I would not be as happy as I could be as either a hospital, as cardiologist, or whatever. Like, outpatient clinic doesn't seem to be what I would like to do at this point. And I could change my mind. Who knows? Um, but it was just kind of, like, a little off-putting, a little, like, I don't feel like I really made a good impression on her. Like, she didn't like my answer. Um, and then she, other her and other attendings kind of, it iterated that they would like to get people who want to stay in Columbus, Georgia, because they have 
a need for physicians in the area. And my all my answers talking about wanting to go to fellowship to me made me feel like, oh my gosh, like they don't really want me. <laughs> like uh, I'm not I'm not the person they're looking for. Like I, I'm not opposed to staying in Columbus, Georgia. If I really if we like it there, it's a pretty it's also a nice town. I did my step one there. Um like not a bad town, but like I don't want to commit to us staying in one city for the next, you know, however many years until like they weren't asking for a commitment, but they were definitely pushing the idea. Like they're really interested in people who want to stay in Columbus. Uh, they did concede that they'd be willing, they would be like it if people at least stayed in the Georgia area. So it, that was a very interesting interview. Uh, I, I kind of left it thinking like, I think it's still a good program. I'm still a little apprehensive of not having third year seniors. Um, it, that's, I think, the same point for um, Val Dosta, the South Georgia Medical Center, that ranked number eight. Like, And then we also had Dignity number four, which was an inaugural class. So we had definitely had a handful of like not full complement residency classes. And me thinking, oh, gosh, it's going to... It could be a problem if we don't have a lot of seniors. I, I had the experience with Northeast Georgia where the inaugural class had difficulties with not having seniors. So this was one of those programs. I was like, man, not having seniors to begin with, I would have just my second years to really rely on. And I really don't feel like this is the best fit. Like I feel like they are definitely wanting primary care. Uh, doctors, they really want to put, produce primary care physicians in internal medicine. And I'm just at this point not sure that's really what the direction I want to go. Which I think is probably fair for inaugural, for newer programs because it does take a while to get the fellowship programs. It does take a while to um, make those connections and to have a name for your program in order to get or your... to have the support uh, staff that can really support that direction. Yeah. Um, and the only reason why... So most of the programs that were within the first year or two uh, were ranked lower on the list. And again, I'll go back to Dignity was ranked four because the program director had 20... 25, 20, 26 yeah, years of experience. And then he was already talking about fellowship programs and the people that were on staff were highly recommended, highly recommended enough note. So that was why that program got ranked so high as opposed to the other initial. You had the two programs that were a little bit lower in our rank list, but they had at least one class. Currently. Yeah. So, Again, when you're kind of ranking your programs, just kind of think of what you want most and kind of your gut feeling about the program. Because I don't think any of the programs were bad. I think no, we, we not. could have ended up anywhere and been pretty happy. I will say probably the last three programs maybe a little less happy because I think Eric does want to specialize. And right now we think it's cardiology. He might change his mind after... I mean, because, I mean, he changed his mind third year of what he wanted to do. So um, that is always a uh, thing. <laughs> <laughs> but I think where we match, we're set up pretty well that even if he chooses to not go the cardiology route, he can probably get a fellowship somewhere else or he can do hospitalists. 
Um, <clears throat> so that's kind of how we went through. And again, for the most part, I made my opinions known with the top maybe three or four. And then I kind of let Eric do most of the other. <laughs> <laughs> other, Because statistically speaking... That, like 80-something percent get the top three. Yeah. So I, in my mind, I was just like, you know, let my opinions be known for the top three. We will most likely match within those ones. And if we don't, I... I'd like uh, Eric to have which is, I mean, more we, of a say. We know somebody who had 12 interviews, internal medicine, and he got his number six pick. And which is, it was funny. I think it was his number one. Uh, in his mind, it was his number one, but it, because of um, cost of living, it had moved to six. But like, so it does happen. You do move down your list. I think another student I know of, had, uh, I think he had like nine or ten interviews. He got his like fifth or sixth pick as well. But and he was in a very different class. Like, um, very smart student. So like smart enough to get university invites, but like being an IMG, it's a bit of a struggle. So he had his own struggles, and um. I think he's still pretty happy with where he ended up. Uh, like, Vegas? Mm-hmm. Vegas? Yeah. Okay. I was just making sure I knew who you are talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so like, as much as we say, oh, yeah, 80% get the top three, Like we, we know definitely at least two people who um, dropped a little bit further down the list before they got matched, and that's just the way it goes. Um, and so you're, Karen's right. Like, yeah, you, make, you be very careful about picking your top three. I definitely... In my opinion, I would really say, like, pick the top ones that you definitely want to go to. Like, these are the ones I like, if you had your choice, like, that would definitely be where you would want to go. And then you just kind of build your list out from there. Uh, I, I would say that, that last one at St. Francis, like, again, could be a great could be a great program, probably could be okay and happy with that, that area if we matched in our 10th pick. But... Um, like I, I didn't feel like we were a really good fit for them. I don't think they probably would have thought that we were a good fit for them. So um, I put it down as ten, um, just because of that. It's just because it was like I don't feel like our personalities are are what we're looking for to get out of this program are really aligned. Um, that doesn't mean that they're not a good program. It's just not what I'm looking for. And I, I've heard people talk about like how do you do your rank list. And attendings like it's so hard to know what a program is good or not. Some people just build your rank list based off of the food that's around. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like what's the access to the what kind of food situation am I going to have? What kind of restaurants do I get? Like, is the eating scene actually pretty good or is it terrible? Like, so well, like uh, people do build their list based off of those yeah. criteria. Well, and to be fair, like North Carolina was above Mississippi. Partially because it was a university program, but for me, it was also because there was access to so much more things. Mississippi is more like where we currently are, where you have access to things. It just might be a little bit of a drive or uh, maybe not as many stores as you would like, where like there's no Target there. Do I need a Target? No. Is it nice to have a Target? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's no Costco there. Um we're still not really that close to a Costco. No, we're about an hour away from a Costco, but it's closer than the Costco here. Here, it's about an hour and a half, two hours. Yeah. So, just little 
little things. Sometimes it's just nice to have convenience. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's uh, definitely a, a process, and and I I think I went on Reddit for a little bit to see what other people. I think there was a a thread like, what is the pettiest reasons to rank a program, and some people were talking about ranking programs based off of what color scrubs their program or, um, <laughs> or some people were ranked it based off of uh, how late the cafeteria was open. Like if I'm going to be working long, late shifts, I want to be able to eat food before I go home and I don't want the cafeteria closing at three o'clock. So um, you make it what, what it is. Obviously, like when you have family, you have other probably other priorities if you're single um, I think the world is your oyster. Like you can you can figure out a, a way to live in anywhere you want to live in. Um, I think when you have families, things are, get a little bit more complicated. But um, everyone's got a different set of values, a different set of criteria. What you're trying to get out of the program, and so you just got to try to find the try to try to find a program that fits best with what you're trying to get out of it, and then rank them in that order. And then you just when you rank, when you match. Um, just know that that's where you were meant to be. Like, <laughs> no matter if you get your first or your last pick, that's where you, that's the best. That's the best spot you need to where. You, that's the best match is the one that you match at. So yeah. So we will try and get next week's podcast out on time. We I know for certain we are spending at least one day in North Carolina next week. Uh, signing papers. Woohoo! <laughs> so hopefully, fingers crossed. Sign papers. Get the house. Um, so there will be, I think a few, a few things happening next week. Um, but we will definitely try and get, um, hopefully we'll get something out. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, if you want to send any questions, our med family MD is the Instagram account. Uh, Karen runs that answers questions. I answer if she, if she doesn't know the answer or we can answer it on the podcast and then uh, please subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already we would greatly appreciate it and then rate it five stars we will talk to you guys next week bye